0: Hello again, I'm Brian Greger from the VET Podcast. Today's episode is a little bit, I don't know, delicate. We discuss coprophagia with Jess from Nutrition RVN. If you don't know what coprophagia is, keep listening and Jess will explain.
1: Are you a veterinarian dreaming about working down under in New Zealand? If so, I'd love to help you make that dream come true. Hi, I'm Julie South of VetStaff. VetStaff is New Zealand's only recruitment agency specialising in the Kiwi veterinary sector. We can help you find your dream job down under, from short-term locum assignments through to permanent employment and residency. Because we know God's own Aotearoa, New Zealand, like the back of our hands, we can match your career aspirations with a clinic that'll suit you best, whether you're planning to work here for a few months or forever. If it's got anything to do with working in a vet clinic in New Zealand, we can help. vetstaff.co.nz
0: You are listening to The Vet Podcast, presented by veterinarian Dr Brian Greger from New Zealand. Join us as we discuss pet health issues from around the world. We have got Jess back with us again from Nutrition RVN. So, Jess, thanks very, very much for joining us again. For those of you who haven't met Jess on The Vet Podcast before, I'll just get you to introduce yourself, Jess.
1: Hi, I'm Jessica. I'm from nutritionrvn.com. I'm a registered and accredited veterinary nurse in Australia and I also hold additional qualifications in animal nutrition. I write educational blogs to um, help pet parents and pet professionals on the topic of animal nutrition to avoid marketing and false information.
0: We've got a slightly, I don't know, it's a bit of an unsavoury, but very, very common topic that we're going to discuss today, Jess. It's a condition called coprophagia. What is coprophagia?
1: So coprophagia, like you said, it's a little bit unsavoury, but it's when your pet eats the faeces of either their own faeces or of another pet.
0: How common is it?
1: So 16% is the, so the figures that we have, it can actually be significantly more common in particular breeds and, and age groups as well. We don't have an exact figure because some pets will go through phases where they do coprophagy, but again, 16% is the figures that we have at the moment.
0: So what breeds are we looking at that are more susceptible to this little affliction? Some
1: of the research that we have um, looks at beagles. So I don't know why beagles, um, they seem to be one of those breeds that just wants to eat anything and everything. And obviously Labradors as well. They have noticed it quite a bit in working breeds as well, like German Shepherds. And I know from my own experience, I generally see quite a lot of German Shepherds and um, Belgian Melanoirs, um as well that tend to have it more commonly.
0: I could possibly be a little bit sceptical about the beagles because back when I was doing my training, like beagles were the research animals. So I I would be guessing that there was probably a lot of people with pen, paper, and a clipboard looking at beagles saying, oh, a lot of them are eating their poo. So, yeah, I don't know. I I haven't seen the research, but who, who knows? So as unsavory as it is, is there a risk, one, to the dog's health, and to to humans health and I mean I would imagine straight up a dog eating poo and looking in your face can't be good for you no
1: no um, that's generally where we see the main concern with with humans there are quite a few I suppose as we spoke about in our microbiome chat there are a few bugs that live naturally in the gut of dogs anyway so if they are reingesting that, If they're eating, you know, if they're eating feces of another dog, they may have a higher level of that bad bacteria that they can then pass on to you and they lick your face. For the dogs themselves, if they're eating their own stools or if they're eating the stools of another dog, they can actually be picking up some parasites there. That seems to be the most common concern that we have with these pets because, yeah, they they could be out in the dog park eating something that might not be good for them.
0: Is it normal behaviour for dogs? I was reading some things where one of the things that... I think it was wolves or coyotes or something does where the adults will eat the faeces to try and keep the den clear. I mean, for, for our um, sheep and beef vets that are listening, this is almost this refugia thing where you've got your adult animals cleaning up the potential, particularly worms, I suppose, parasites for the the young pups. Is that, Do you know of any research that indicates that?
1: Um, I think it, it depends on the, on the, um, the species, there are some species, like you said, that do do it as a cleaning sort of thing, particularly in the birds as well. They seem to do it um, more as a as a cleanup sort of thing. The other thing is is that, the yeah, it, it does seem to sort of be a natural behaviour for young dogs and, like you said, and wild dogs as well do tend to do it. I don't know if it's, I suppose, normal, but it can be, you know, it can be a behaviour that is innate um, and then they sort of grow out of it if they grow out of it.
0: So is this dogs eating their own faeces or do they eat faeces from other animals that they're in association with?
1: So there's a couple of categories, I suppose, of coprophagy. There is um, autocoprophagy where they eat their own faeces. And then there's, like you said, the coprophagy of other animals. So some dogs um, will go out and eat the, the faeces of other animals species that they live with. So sometimes sheep, cattle, horses. So there, there's a couple of different types of it. I suppose the most common is when they eat their own or when they eat other dogs, but they do eat other species as well. It just depends on, I suppose, why they're doing it.
0: Let's get down to the cause of it. Now, I always worked on this theory and practice that if you've got a number of theories as to why something is happening, it's usually an indicator that no one really knows the answer. But let's give it a crack, shall we? What causes it?
1: Yeah, so um, like you said, no one really knows. There is a portion of that that we think is behavioural that may be innate, and it may be a bit of a throwback from wild dogs that do naturally sort of eat their own faeces or other dogs' faeces. But then there is a couple of other theories, like you said before, where it could potentially be a medical issue, so like malabsorption syndromes, where um, they may actually have an issue absorbing certain nutrients. So they then try and re-ingest their own feces to try and extract a little bit of extra nutrients. Internal parasites as well, because again, they're sort of being drained of those nutrients that they should normally be absorbing. Nutritional issues. So again, everyone tries to argue with me that it's not nutrition, but it can still be nutrition. I have seen a few cases of it being that they're just on an unbalanced diet. So they start trying to eat their own feces to try and get those nutrients back so that they're not losing as much. Thiamine deficiency has been associated um, in a few research studies with coprophagy. Um, and then there's the behavioral side of things so some pets when they're really really anxious will do it I suppose that might be a throwback like you said from um, they're trying to clean it up or cover up that you know they've been there or any sort of uh, territorial side of things and they can also be copying other pets so they may have seen another dog in the park do it or seen their parents do it and then they just repeat that behavior because they've seen it before And sometimes as well, if they've not been, I suppose, deterred from doing it, they just continue to do it because they don't see anything wrong with it.
0: It's actually just occurred to me from, I think it was last time we were talking, which was a few months ago, we were talking about the microbiome. And, you know, if we look in these other conditions that you were talking about, the inflammatory bowel disease, the endocrine pancreatic insufficiency, the malabsorption, these are things which are stopping the proper breakdown of food to be absorbed in one way or another. Mm How about the microbiome? I would imagine that that has probably got the potential to cause issues here as well.
1: Yeah, definitely. So there are um, some evidence that if you do have an unbalanced microbiome that dogs will go out and they will try and ingest faeces Usually of other dogs, um, that's what they've found most associated with this sort of issue. I think it's probably, like you said, that they may be lacking in something in the microbiome and they're going out and trying to remedy that themselves and try and introduce bacteria that may or may not be beneficial. Sometimes if you add probiotics into this, it can help. Again, it's not a cure, but it may actually provide some benefit and, and maybe some deterrence.
0: Now, for the listeners, if you are just new listening to the VET podcast, have a listen back in our back catalogue. There's actually, I don't know how many episodes we've recorded now, Jess, three already, isn't it? They're all really, really interesting. The The one that relates directly to what we're talking about here is the one on the microbiome. So go go and have a look at our back catalogue and have a listen to that, too. It's actually really quite interesting. So Bottom line is we don't know what the heck's causing
1: (laughs) a lot of these
0: dogs to, to, to do this. How do we stop it? Your dog is going out the back and eating poo or your dog is walking on the reserve or the park or the road and eating another dog's poo, particularly unsavory, whether it's doing any harm to the dog. How do you stop it?
1: Yeah, so it, this is the you know the million dollar question. Everyone's always trying to to stop it. I think it, it is one of those things where we have to take a couple of steps and see. Again, like you said, there's so many potential causes. We have to try and eliminate. You know, tick them off on what could be the main trigger for that patient. For one thing, you know, I always try and eliminate any medical reasons. So, like you said, IBD, EPI, those sort of things that are most likely going to be related to something that would trigger this problem. Once you've eliminated that, then you can go and review the diet and make sure that there's nothing um, nutritionally that they're lacking, or that there's there's nothing that's causing them to then have a deficiency that they're trying to remedy. A lot of pet owners sort of think that because they're feeding a complete and balanced diet that everything's fine and they don't have to worry about that. But there's individual variation in pets and some may not absorb certain nutrients as well as others, so they could trigger this issue. Again, just the the more practical stuff like keeping the back garden clean, you know, anywhere where the pet would go, try and pick up the poo as fast as you can because, again, it is one of those innate things where they try and clean up after themselves sometimes. It's also really important to, um, like, behaviorally keep them really engaged and lots of enrichment so that they're distracted. They're not thinking about, I'm bored, what should I do? Maybe I'll just go eat my poo. And there are products on the market that you can use that will make the, um, the faeces taste nasty so they don't want to eat them but the research we have is that they don't really work um so it's sort of better to be looking at those sort of things some pet owners like to use sort of basket muzzles when the pet goes out so that if they're in the dog park they're not able to eat feces um again whether it works or not um You know, It's one of those things you can try and use, but whether it's actually going to do any benefit, we don't know. So it's more important to try and eliminate those other causes and some training and things like that that are more effective.
0: I'll put my veterinarian's hat on here just for a couple of minutes, Jess, as far as I think if people are having issues with their dogs doing this, I mean, one thing probably is that it potentially can be learned. Yeah. So if you've got an older dog doing it, there's a reasonable chance that the younger dog that's running around with it say, "'Oh, that's a good idea and give it a crack yeah. so it, it it may pay to have a look at all of the dogs that you've got in the in the area. Mm-hmm. Some of it is learnt behaviour which is reinforced as well from what I've seen where you will have the dog will start to eat the feces, and then although you are telling them off for doing it, it's still actually an interaction. And the dog doesn't know whether you are telling it off or whether you're just, you know, good boy, good boy, sounds very much the same as bad boy, bad boy. That's right. So they, they don't know the difference. So I think the the main thing is not to reinforce the behaviour. Let them know they've done it wrong, but turn your back on mm-hmm. them. Don't, don't, don't make a fuss. Clean it up and hopefully things will stop the other thing that i will definitely say and this goes back to what we were talking about with the medical issues the ibds and the X crime pancreatic insufficiencies malabsorptions parasites talk to your vet Mm -hmm. the vet may well be able to pick up a reason right on the spot wait your dog is looking skinny what are you feeding it or let's go and Run some, you know, run a TLI test or something to check whether you've got a, a pancreatic insufficiency or you've got a cancer and it's not eating enough. So I think rather than rely on a lot of witchcraft kind right. of things, go and talk to the animal health professional and try and get to the bottom of it. Jessica, I'm going to leave it there because I think. We've run out of things that we can say without offending too many people. So, again, thank you very, very much for taking the time to talk to us.
1: Thanks, Brian.
0: And that's it for another episode of the VET Podcast. Just before we go, I'll leave the final word to Jess.
1: Nutrition RVN is a educational blog for pet parents and pet professionals to learn more about animal nutrition. You can check us out at nutritionrvn.com and you can also hit us up for nutritional consultations if you want a personal recommendation.
0: And that's it for another episode of the vet podcast. All of our links are in one place at beacons.ai slash vetpodcast. That is is A-I slash vetpodcast. And while you're there, don't forget to buy us a coffee. On behalf of me, Brian Greger, and everybody else involved in the making of this podcast, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again
1: soon.